thanks so much, Joss, for that uh, for that welcoming that introduction. It's uh, it's really lovely. Um, I just want to also thank. Um, I'll look at the camera and thank Gideon and Catherine for the opportunity, for the honour of being able to uh, speak in your church. Um, we're praying for you. We're missing you. Not too much, but we're we're missing you. Um, we, we're actually praying for you that you'll have an amazing time um, as you're out and about in Holland and, and then back uh, to Indonesia. So yeah, have an awesome time. Just carry that blessing, carry that anointing that you have to so many people. Um, yeah, looking forward to seeing you back though. Um, I don't know about you and, and what you think, uh, but from someone who has uh, been around church for a long time, uh, I just want to want to tell you that this is an amazing church. Um, if, you've, if you're new here, if you haven't been here a long time, or if you've been here since the inception of the church, you'll probably understand. Uh, I love the fact, the, the, the message that uh, the, the, uh, we, we say that we're going to transform the world with the good news of Jesus. And for me, that's just absolutely amazing that we as a church aim to transform the world with the good news of Jesus. So, um, yeah, you may be from other churches, you, you may not have been here a long time, but let me tell you, the, the way this church is run, the way Gideon and Catherine lead this place, it's just really, really cool. Take that from somebody that's been around church for a while, and I really honour you guys uh, for the way you lead and the way that you uh, have a, such a heart and a passion for the people that are here and way beyond as well. Um, Joss mentioned that we were pastoring for a, for a while. Um, we finished up pastoring, and this is this is part of my little introduction, a lead-in. It's not just about me, me, me sort of thing. Uh, we left pastoring in 2019 when I I ran out of energy, completely ran out of energy to to do the job justice. And um, what happened was in December 2016, um, I had a, a a neck injury, and that got to the point where um, I, I couldn't function very well. I was on painkillers for about six months. And um, July 2017, I had an operation, had surgery, neck surgery, a couple of bolts put in my neck so I can be like Frankenstein. And, um, and that, that, that surgery went really well. Apparently, my neck is nice and strong, which I'm very pleased about. Um, but unfortunately, during the surgery, um, I ended up with low blood flow to the left, right, left hemisphere of my brain, um, which gave stroke-like symptoms. So I ended up waking up uh, in an ambulance, heading off to Christchurch Hospital, put through all the machines, they scanned, they found a brain, they did all sorts of things. Um, but what it was, I actually had a, par a paralysis down my right-hand side. I, I couldn't speak and a few other things that, uh, you know, that happens when you have a stroke. Um, it was a fuzzy brain. I, I couldn't think straight. Some of the signs in the hospital room were just an absolute mess. They just didn't make sense uh, for me when I was trying to read them. Long story short, that fatigue um, that followed didn't allow me to continue uh, pastoring the church and leading it effectively. Uh, but I'm, I'm really thankful that God is continuing his healing in me. I'm not 100% yet, uh, but he's continuing his healing in me. And I'm just uh, really thankful to that, to God for that. Um, we chose to visit Harmony a few times, and I love the grace that Catherine and Gideon showed to me and to us. We just sat in the back seat. That's why not a lot of people know us, and that's fine. I'm happy with that. Sit in the back seat, and just. Um, but I'm, I'm very grateful to their grace and just allowing us to just be here and 
let the healing work of God continue in our lives. One of the cool things that happened, is the reason I told you about the, my operation, one of the cool things that happened when I was recovering in the hospital ward, I was asking God in my head, because I couldn't speak, I was asking him, what, what's the story, what's going on here? Um, and I, I was just starting to pray and, and in, in my head, and there was nothing coming out of my mouth, obviously. And, I, and naturally, as, as, as that happened, I started praying in tongues in my head, and then thought, well, I'll just start praying in tongues out loud, and I could, no problems whatsoever. I couldn't physically speak in English. Um, some people think my English is poor anyway, but that's fine. I know big words like wheelbarrow and watermelon. Um, but I could pray in tongues quite fl- fluently, no problems whatsoever. And uh, I tell you that because some people are sometimes sceptical about uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the power of God working in your life. And for me, that was I, I knew the reality of it. I knew that he was real and, uh, and that was a real gift that he'd given me and his power in my life was so real. But um, if, you, if you're sceptical in any way, it's, it's not, an, not something that we do in our own strength. The, the, the Holy Spirit flowing through us, enabling us to pray in tongues, to do greater things than even Jesus did, is very, very real. Very real. Let me hope this thing works. Um, so what are we, what we, where are we going to go this morning? And that's kind of a brief introduction, talking about the Holy Spirit. In the lead up to Pentecost, which I think is next week, isn't it? 28th, uh, we, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. I love the way we talk not about the Holy Spirit here. We talk Holy Spirit. He's our friend. He's real. He's someone. And uh, so excuse me if I slip and say the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Um, so we're going to be talking about Holy Spirit um, in that lead up as well. And I'm a very practical person. Um, and so today as I talk about uh, activating the anointing that God has given us, I have a question. Uh, and I have, have questions. And well, God, how does that work? When I read through the scriptures, what does that look like? How does activating the anointing actually work in our lives? What is the anointing anyway? Um, well, the anointing, according to some definitions, and this is, this is my understanding, it's not just some uh, mystical thing. It's not just like a, ooh, you know, it's, it's, it's very real. It's the very presence of God. It's the power of God manifested in our lives for us to be able to do what God has called us to do. So that's where we're going today. Is that all right? We can go there, eh? And the, the anointing, It works in you. It works in you, refining your character, um, making you more and more like Jesus. The anointing works for you. You know, the protection of God is over you. Um, He's blessing you. His favor is poured out on you. And the anointing works through you. And today I want to talk more about the anointing of God working through you. And here's here's why. Because I, I... It's come out of my own life as well, but I believe that when you allow the Holy Spirit to flow through you, those other two things take care of themselves. He does work in you. He does work for you as you allow him to work through you. I was in um, the police for a number of years, and when I was in the process of of leaving the police, I got pretty low. Um, A doctor told me I was mildly depressed. That was asking about after asking me five questions, so... It was pretty cool, and he put me on some meds, which didn't, didn't really like that. Anyway, I was quite low. So for church, I didn't really want to be engaged in church. Um, we weren't pastoring at that stage. I was just leaving the police. And I remember I didn't want to go to church early. 
what church did was, you know, you'd arrive, you'd sit down, and you'd talk to a couple of people. They'd sing one song, and then it was turn and mix and mingle with people. Spend 30 seconds, and I hated that. I didn't want to do that because that wasn't where I was at. You know, there's people laughing. Maybe that's you. Maybe it's an awkward time. Get over it. You know, move forward. So, and what I'd do is I'd wait till after that first song, after the mix and mingling, and then I'd go into church. And then when the bell rang at the end, you know, the last song, amen, I was gone. And what I found, point of the story is this, what I found is when I said yes to the invitation to be involved, when I said yes to, uh, I was just playing keys on the worship team at that stage, when I said yes to that, the anointing began to flow through me again, and my healing it accelerated really rapidly and really obviously when I said yes to what God wanted to do through me. Those other things began to take care of themselves. Let me just introduce a, a scripture, one that I really love, and it's from Luke 4, 18 and 19. And this is Jesus uh, reading from the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoner and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And if Jesus said, I have the Holy Spirit to do these things, to preach a gospel, to heal the sick, to recover sight for the blind, you know, to bring people into wholeness, to, um, aren't we carrying that same purpose in our life? We don't get to rewrite what the church is about. We need to flow with what the head of the church has determined for us. Oh, years and years ago, we used to sing this song. You probably know it. You can stand up and do the, the, the tapping and the thing if you want. There's a river of life flowing out from me. You know that one? That's what the scripture's talking about. Makes a lame to walk and the blind to see. What does it do? Opens prison doors, sets the captives free. There's a river of life flowing out from me. There we go. So with that in mind, we're not going to go spring up. Oh, well, we, could do. we could do. With that in mind, with that anointing to do what Jesus did, let's have a look at what John said here. In 1 John 2 verse 20, it says, But you have an anointing from the Holy One. And all of you know the truth. Now, he's just not writing to pastors and church leaders here. Um, if you're born of the Spirit, if you're born again, if you love Jesus, if you're walking with Jesus, you have an anointing. You have an anointing teaching you how to be a great husband, how to be a great business person, how to be great in whatever you're doing, a great parent, um, great engineer, engineer, farmer, doctor, and so forth and so forth. You know, what I... In, in, the, in the time that I've been in this congregation, there is so much gifting, so much talent in this congregation, and many people are getting on with that. They're allowing that anointing to flow through their lives, and uh, that's just an amazing thing. Isn't it amazing what Susie said this morning? She's, she's picked up on that. She's finally said yes, and that anointing is just flowing through her life to do greater things than what uh, she probably ever thought would be able for her to do. One of the things that I love, uh, if you've ever come across Dr. Miles Monroe, um, one of the things that he said is he wants to leave this earth spent. He wants to not be left on this earth 
uh, or go to the grave not having achieved every purpose that God had for him. And isn't that an amazing thing? And we can. We can, we can live our lives with that anointing flowing through us to achieve everything. We go to the grave spent. <sighs> now, we may not always be sensitive to that. We, we know now that that anointing, it abides in us. 1 John uh, 2.27 says, But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. The Spirit of the Lord, at him, he, he empowers us. He enables us every, in every realm of life so that we can live our lives very confidently and boldly, trusting that Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus, is anointing our lives. And, you know, some people ask the question, it's, it's actually really hard. You know, I, do, I don't know what that looks like. But we are made in the image of God. We are made in his image, and we are designed in such a way that hearing the voice of God and, and, and flowing that in, in that anointing is actually a very natural thing for us to do. And some of us, I think, uh, don't tap into that enough and don't actually hear, we hear his voice, but we don't recognize that. And there's some answers for that coming in a little while. So let me talk about the anointing, the Holy Spirit, and the gifts on it, that he gives on our lives, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and that's going to take us on to another step in a moment. 2 Timothy 1, verse 6 and 7. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, Paul, he, he's here, he's writing to Timothy. And Timothy's a, a, a young pastor, a young disciple of Paul's. And he's telling him, um, Holy Spirit has put something in your life. God has given you gifts. He's given you talents. Or, or we could use the word that, God, uh, that John used in that previous scripture. He has an anointing on your life. And why would God need to tell, or why would, sorry, Paul need to tell and encourage Timothy, um, one of the great pastors, and he, he wrote books in the New Testament, why would he need to tell him to stir up the gift that God has placed in you? And the reason is quite simple, because we so often let that gift just settle. We let that anointing go dormant in our lives. And if we're not careful, we start to function in our own abilities, our own thoughts, our own fears, our own perspectives, and we forget God. Now, I'm not denying that we all get caught up in the stresses of life, and we, we sometimes sink into our own worries and our own anxieties, and we stop relying on that anointing. And though, although we're Christians, although we're born again and even spirit-filled, we start functioning as if we don't even know Christ. The same fears, the same worries, the same dramas as we see going on with everybody else in the world. And Paul says to Timothy here, stir it up. Stir it up. What does that mean? Stir it up. Connect ourselves with God. Connect ourselves to the presence of God. Read his word. Get into his word. Study his word. Understand his word. Pray. Pray, talk to God. It's a relationship. We're entitled. We, we must continue that relationship. You know, we, 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 can, we can pray in a, in, a, in a heavenly language. We can pray in the spirit. We can, we can talk to God and become aware of his presence in our lives. Not living like someone who has no relationship, but stirring up that gift. 
So we've gone very quickly there from anointing to gifting, and now we notice with gifts, there is a grace that comes with that gifting. Ephesians 4 verse 7 says this, But to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. The Amplified Version says grace, not indiscriminately, which means randomly, it just wasn't, oh, you, you have that, you have that, but according to the grace, sorry, um, but specifically for the gifts God has given you. Romans 12, 5, we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. It's, I think it's necessary to understand here, we're not just talking about um, the grace in terms of the undeserved favour that God has on us, you know, that, that, that love that he has for us, the favour that he's offered us. This is also, it's about, um, as Chris Valaton says, um, it's the operational power of God. That grace is the operational power of God, given, given to bring the gift that he's placed in us, that anointing that he's placed in us, bring it to life. And you don't just have grace like anybody else does. Um, you have grace specifically for the gifts, for the calling, for the anointing that God has on your life. Grace that empowers you to do what you're gifted to do. And uh, that's, that's where I like. We, we've, you've heard the uh, talk about the body of Christ. You know, we are the body of Christ. If everybody did the same thing, it would be not okay. We are gifted so differently to be able to work together to perform um, and to do what God has called us to do. It's easy to let that gift, that anointing, that grace somehow end up on the back burner and uh, we, we try and make it all happen ourselves and we end up getting into, into the flesh, which means just trying to do it ourselves um, and we carry those same fears. We need to be, be conscious of that anointing, conscious of the presence of God in our life. Pray into it, expect it. Keep your thoughts focused on it because you're not alone. You're really, you're not alone. God is there. The Holy Spirit is there um, helping you, leading you, guiding you as you go into what may seem battle in business. You know, you're working through some difficulties in life. You're pushing things uphill and you think you're all alone. You're not. Holy Spirit is there. You don't want to end up in a place where you have run to the end of your own strength and burned out. It's not a good place to be. You've got something different. You have an anointing that abides in you. And the encouragement this morning is keep it stirred up because God's given you grace according to your gifts. 1 Corinthians 15.10, Paul says this, By the grace of God, I am what I am. Now, Paul was a pretty successful bloke and in terms of the scripture. He wrote most of the New Testament. And pretty, pretty successful guy in terms of that. And he says, uh, by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. Here's the crux. But I labored more abundantly than them all. So it's interesting this week as I was preparing this message and I've been pondering on it for a long, long time. Um, it got really, really hard. And it was like, God, this should be easy. Your anointing's flying through me. This should be easy, and I actually had to really work hard to put it together. Some of it was cognitive, because after that stroke, some of my thoughts just, you know, all thinking and concentrating is a little bit harder. 
but it was actually really hard. And what we tend to do sometimes is um, we, do, we do a couple of things. We get into our own fears and not into faith. We get into flesh. We try and do it ourselves. Or we say, God, well, it's up to you anyway, and I don't have to do anything. Lord, you take care of it. You sort it out. Often hard work, and actually all the time, really, hard work is required to fully activate the flow of power into our lives. And that's good for us, isn't it? We're designed to work. We're designed to work. It causes us to grow as well. I love um, thinking about this in terms of the Lord's Prayer. And I learned it um, from the King James Version. So, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'll just pause here and come back to English. Your kingdom come. Kingdom of heaven onto earth. Us operating day to day in the, in the anointing of God, his kingdom coming in us and through us. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When his anointing is flowing through us, his will is being done on earth as it is in heaven. And if, and if everything we're talking about here today only works when we're here in church, well, then it's actually probably useless. It's, it, it's, it's not going to take us a long way if we get, gather together in a happy, clappy bunch here on church and we go, wow, the presence was here, and we take it nowhere when we walk out that door. The aim is that we take this power, this anointing with us as we go. We take his presence with us as we head out the door and into the world and into our daily lives to see the miracles to see the things that God wants done through specifically you achieved in our lives. Just looking at the time and I'm looking at what I've got to say. When I was uh, coming out of the police, I got tested by a guy who tested things like um, aptitudes, Uh, that I had skills, talents, giftings, those type of things. And one of the things he fed back to me, he asked the question, um, because I I tested high in the music area, and he said, Andrew, what are you doing to exercise that gift that God has got in your life? And at that stage, it was nothing. I was nothing. And he, he described this syndrome, which is not an official diagnosis. He called it a restless aptitude syndrome. And he described it like this. He said, you have something in your life that is not being used and you're getting restless with it. Does that hit home with anybody here? The things that God's placed in your life, if they're not used, they'll become restless in you and they'll probably cause more problems than, than they would if you actually step into that anointing, step into that, that, that gifting that God has placed and that grace that God has placed onto your life. Come to the crux. How does this all happen practically? How does it happen really? You know, we, t- we saw a scripture before where it talked about the gift that you received by the laying on of hands. And that's, that's a good start. But here's, here's the key. I love the story of, of, of David. Before he was king, he was, uh, he was being chased around by Saul. And um, it, se- it says in the, in the scriptures... In 1 Samuel 2, uh, 22, verse 2, when he was, he was running away from Saul because Saul wanted to kill him. And it says, All those who were in distress or in debt or discontented gathered around him, and he became their leader. 
about 400 men were with him. That's a lot of people together around David. And you would think that if all these disgruntled, grumpy old men were gathered around David, that David would become like them. But it wasn't the case. What happened was David, in essence, spent so much time in the presence of the Lord that who he became in the presence of the Lord, the influencing presence of God in his life, was such that those men, what David reflected of God to those men, those men became some of the greatest men of renown. And they were known as, the, as that. Isn't that amazing? Because so often what we do is we, we come to God, there's like, like two, different, two different ways we can come to God. We come with a, with a hand open and say, God, gimme, 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 gimme. You know, like the Santa Claus God. And we come and we seek the manifestation of God. We want things from him. And there's no problems asking God for things. He's, he's, in, he's encouraged us to ask and keep on asking. But I believe if this anointing is to be activated in our lives, if we're to live the powerful lives that God wants us to live, then we're to seek his face. To seek the face of God, not his hand. Because when you seek the face of Jesus and his presence is in your life, then all those other things come. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. And we're going to go in, in, in a moment, we're going into a, a time of just seeking the presence of God. Just sitting in the presence of God and just waiting on him. And sometimes we enter those times thinking, oh God, we gotta, I've got I've to really press into you, I've got to press into you. And I love the way Gideon talks about leaning in. You know, it's like you're with a friend and you're leaning in to God. And um, I remember, I was telling somebody before the, before the service, I remember when uh, Morgan um, from Bethel was here um, earlier on this year. can't remember his last name, someone named Fali something. Faliolo, yeah. When he was here, I was in, it was a Friday night, I was there in the service, and I was striving for God's presence. I was striving for, for God to turn up in my life, and I wasn't feeling it. And I started listening to the Holy Spirit, finally. And it was quite interesting. All he said was, Andrew, this guy's got an amazing voice. Just enjoy his voice. And I did. I just stopped. I stopped the striving. I just enjoyed hearing Morgan sing. And from there, just resting under his gifting, under his anointing, I felt the presence in a way that I hadn't felt it for a long, long time. We have an ability now as new covenant believers to enter a way to enter into the presence of God that people didn't have in the Old Testament, that David didn't have. Hebrews 6.19 says this, We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where Jesus went before us. Who went before us has entered on our behalf. The high priest has entered and opened a way that we can come into the very presence of God. And we can do that this morning. Holy Spirit is here. I don't just say that because I think, oh, yeah, no, he must be here. This is church. I, I, don't, I, I have a knowledge of his presence here. I sense him. I feel him. He often acts through our senses. Some people can taste him. Some people can hear him. Yay, yeah, that'd be good. But hear him audibly. 
this morning as we enter into this, this time of just waiting on God, there's a number of things that, uh, that I think God wants us and is leading us to do this morning. Remember in um, the scripture says, Luke, Luke 24, Jesus said, I'm going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. And then Acts 1, verse 4, on one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, do not leave harmony. No, it says do not leave Jerusalem, but um, do not leave harmony, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Wow. Wow. Stir it up. The anointing flows. There's a river flowing out of us. Some of us, that river is maybe a little bit stagnant, if you're honest with yourself this morning. We want to stir that anointing up. We want to stir the things of God in our lives up. Not just the hype. I'm not into hype. I don't like hype. This is not just about walking away from here going, oh, that was a neat feeling this morning. No, this is about the reality of God here in our lives today, doing a work through us. And so we, we can do that, eh? We can allow the presence of God to stir us up. Yeah. We're going to do that in a number of ways. Firstly, I just want to uh, just give the invitation as, as we, we need to. Because even though I'm talking about something that uh, Christians would maybe understand this morning, there's people maybe in this building and maybe online that have never come to know Jesus as their personal saviour. And we're not going to pray some magic prayer. What I I want to do is just pray a prayer that leads you to introduce you to the saviour, the creator of this universe, creator of you, and to allow you to enter into a relationship with the King of Kings, with the Lord. And you know, there's no promises that that's going to be the easy life, but it's going to be the very best life that you are designed to live here on this earth, bringing heaven to earth as you allow Jesus to work through you. I want to just pray pray that prayer now. If there's anybody here um, that that wants to do that for the first time, or even just to recommit their life to God. You know, do you just pray this prayer with me? And uh, I'll, I'll ask you in a moment, I, I, you don't need to put your hand up, you can if you like, but there'll be an opportunity to come forward um, in a moment. And when you come forward, if you've, if you've prayed this prayer, just tell the person that's praying for you, tell the person up the front that you've made that decision this morning. They'll probably be so excited for you because it's an absolutely amazing decision. Let me just pray. Thank you, God, that you are here. No doubt about that. Thank you that by your spirit you are moving and you've drawn maybe one, maybe two, maybe dozens of people to the place where they are saying, I want that. I want to know the King of Kings. So this morning we just just come before you, Jesus, and ask you for each of these lives. Lord, we come to you with just all that we are. We lay our lives before you. We thank you that you are a God who who forgives and we we accept your forgiveness. We accept your love for us in our lives. And we say, please, come into my life. Take over all of my life. Take over. 
I want to live for you. Holy Spirit, come in those lives. Pour yourselves onto those people, I pray in Jesus' name. And if you did that and pray that prayer this morning, please come forward in a moment and just acknowledge that before uh, the person that's praying for you at the front. I want to do another couple of things as well. We talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit where somebody's laid hands on you, it doesn't always have to be with laying on of hands, but we're in a church service and it's, it's actually really good to do that. Just an impartation of the Holy Spirit of God onto your life to see that anointing set on fire, to be stirred up. Come forward. Come forward. If you felt you've got a little bit dry, if you started relying on your own strength and what God has called you to do, come, come forward. Get somebody to lay hands on you. Pray for you. Stir up that gift that God has placed in your life. And the other privilege that we have here this morning as well is we're going to, uh, we're going to have, a, have a meal. I love, love the fact that Gideon, you call it God's power meal. A meal where communion, the, the juice or the wine and the, and the bread. And I was talking with Joss before the service. It's, it's all tied up. It's all the same. Jesus on the Friday, we, we said Good Friday when Jesus went to the cross, he said it is finished. The old is gone. He had fulfilled the law. He had fulfilled everything of the past. And we entered into a new covenant, a new way of relating to God through Jesus Christ. And his body is, is, is significant. Uh, significant of the fact that he it was broken and he he died for us he took upon himself the weight of the world and all our sins and he set us free to live a life of power live a life of wholeness to to bring life to us he rose again from the grave and in that resurrection power the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the from the grave is available to us here today to step into. So there's a number of ways that we can engage this morning and begin to activate that anointing in our lives. And I'm not going to tell you what to do or how to do it. There's just those options are there for you to stand and just come forward and share that meal and allow the power of God to be stirred up in your life. Let me just pray for you, pray for us as we enter into this time. Holy Spirit, we love the work that you are doing here today. And we're expectant of you moving and pouring yourself out. My simple prayer is, Holy Spirit, come. I don't think that I can understand everything that's going on in everybody's lives here right now, but you do. You know exactly where every person is. You know who they are. You know the way you've created them and you know the touch that they need in this next few moments. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Thank you, Jesus. Can I invite those who are praying to come forward? And Maybe often we, we, we say a lot of words over people when, when you're praying. This morning it's, it's more... And you may want to prophesy over them as well. And if you need a word of encouragement, a word of prophecy, no worries at all. But initially, it's, it's like there's just this touch, this release 
of the Holy Spirit into, your, into the lives as you come forward. And, and these guys, they may want to anoint you with oil. They might, may just want to just speak life into you. Lord, I just pray for these people that are here at the front now, Lord, that your anointing will fall upon them in the mighty name of Jesus. Your power will go in them, Lord. And, and as they touch people this morning, your power will be released in this place. Lord, you've got great and mighty things to do in us, for us, and through us. And we're highly expectant of your move this morning. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Come in this place. Come in this place. Just feel free to begin to move forward and, and um, you know, receive an anointing from these folks at the front, from the Holy Spirit. Take uh, the bread, take the juice, and just have that communion meal uh, together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.